Good morning, Oaks families. Today is Sunday, April the 19th. Can you believe it? And uh, we're going to have a great service today. So let's get with it. Just one second. We are in episode number five of the Oaks Interactive. And today we have a special time coming up. I want to talk to you guys today about being God-centered, an inside-out approach to life. But before we get to that, let me just remind you of a couple things about the Oaks Interactive. Number one, this is our church service, so my encouragement to you is to gather your family and stop. Slow down. You don't have that much to do today. I'm sure you have important things, but to say this is the Lord's time. And together we're going to connect with God. We're going to encounter God today. Um, Look for one thing that God will speak to you today. Remember that God is speaking. God loves you. He wants to share things with you today. So, And then finally, enter into our worship time. We're actually going to do something a little different today. We're going to do a guided scripture reading here in a little while. Um, But first, I want to do something. For those of you in the Oaks Kids, I just want to take just a second and pray for you guys today to let you know that we love you and we're thinking about you. So let's pray. Mom and Dad, if you're there, put a hand over on your kid. Lord, we ask you to bless our kids today. We pray, God, that you would prosper them. We pray today that you would help them to discover who they are who you've called them to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Also, Lord, we just commit this time to you. Now, before we get to our scripture reading today, um, there's there's a verse that I want to share with you, but there's an idea that we're trying to get to today. And um, so let's look at this verse together real quick. Proverbs 4.23, one of my favorite verses, and I know this is a verse that you guys know, but it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That's a pretty powerful statement. Everything you do flows from your heart. Let's talk about your heart for just a moment. Um... You know, people talk about living from the inside out. And I think on some level, you can't do anything except live from the inside out. The Bible says that our heart is guiding our thoughts. What is our heart? It's our our beliefs. It's our innermost beliefs. It's the seat of our soul, the, the deepest part of us. Like the things that we believe on a very deep level. Those are the, that's our heart, the things that we embrace on a very deep level. That's our heart. You know, um, the scripture gives quite a bit of attention to the heart. You know, after all, this is what Jesus, I believe, died for. He, he wants us. He wants the core of us. 
But I want to give you this thought, and this is just some things I've been thinking about this past week, actually quite a bit, is, uh, I'm not trying to wax philosophical here, but let's just talk for just a minute about the outside world, the world we live in. And the outside world is governed by laws that God has set up. There's natural principles. You know, the Bible says in Genesis, now abides seed time and harvest, cold and hot, summer and winter, um, day and night. And this whole idea of seed time and harvest, there are these natural processes that God has set up as long as the earth endures. And uh, when it comes to reality or the laws that God has set up, we can either live in accordance with those things or we can um, break ourselves against them. We can break ourselves against those laws that God has set up. And so when we align our hearts with the way with God's commands, with his decrees, with his laws, we're setting ourselves up to do well on the outside. And so um, everything is flowing from our heart. And so if everything is flowing from our heart, then we want to make sure that the thing that is at the center of us is the Lord himself. There are other things that we center on that don't serve us so well. Uh, when it comes to living in the outside world. And let's look at a few examples of these real quick. Number one, if we are people-centered, and that's what's directing our life, our life is flowing, you know, if if we have not guarded our heart, say, and and our the center of us is coming from a people center then that means that maybe we are living for the approval of man or we're living in a way as to not be rejected. You see how that's guiding guiding us or it's flowing. That's what's flowing out of us. But see, the Lord, He wants us to be flowing from a different place. Now, one thing that I was thinking about too that church does for us is that church helps us get re-centered. That's why we gather together every week, and that's why we want to do this, is because when we gather together, it helps us get re-centered on the things that really matter. So even though we want to love people, loving people is not the first commandment. The first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. So we want Him to be in the right place. You know, some people, they're living out of a center of injustice. What does that mean? The thing that guides them, the thing that causes the issues of their life that surround them are some injustice that they've experienced. Maybe there's a a person that they don't like, and they've given that person way too much power in their life, and they organize their life. The issues of their life, if you will, flow from not being around a certain person. That's the where the approval of man, the issues of life might be flowing from, I adjust my life just for approval from this person. Um, injustice would be, I, you know, I, I live my life. Maybe you have a, a rival or an enemy or somebody you don't like, and they control way to, if 
you find yourself making decisions based around a person. Like, if she's going to be there, I'm not going to be there. That kind of thing. Then you might want to look and see, oh, oh, there's something else at the center other than the Lord. Uh, some of us are need-centered. And we all have needs, right? We, we have basic needs. In fact, we'll see here in a little bit from Matthew chapter 6 that God knows our needs before we even ask Him. But if we're need-centered, that's not a very good center to be, is it? You've been around people that were need-centered. You feel like that they're sucking you dry, right? You feel like they're pulling everything out of you. It's because what's around us, our circumstances, they flow from our heart, from the center of us. And so we don't want to be need-centered. We want to be God-centered because He meets all of our needs according to His riches and glory. You know, some people are performance-centered. The deep seed of their heart, like the deep part of their heart, they believe that it's all up to their performance. Everything is up to them. This is where, you know, this is glorified in our culture, the whole self-made man idea. But you know what? There are things that are greater than performance. I think God loves excellence. He loves for us to do well. Obviously, He wants us to do well. But it's not all about that. When we live from a different center, if God is the center, He's the very center, then it's not all about our performance. It's about who we are and whose we are. You know, some people live from a center of uh, possessions. Um, their driving force is how can I amass more things? How can I gain more things? How can I gain more wealth? And uh, their work might be their center. as where maybe it's a little different than performance. They are thinking, uh, my performance, I just want to get all that I can get. And it's really all about me. And... Uh, and so anyway, I want to pause just a second here because I want to add this one right here I wanted to add because this is really, um, this is where a lot of us live, right? We believe that at our core that we are the most important thing. And um, if our the issues of our life are flowing, from this center, then uh, we're very limited in what we can contribute to the earth because after all, it's all about us, right? The uh, end of all being is our happiness or the end of all being is what we can do or what we can get or how it affects us. And uh, this type of center doesn't do us, it doesn't serve us well especially when uh, when there's a much better center that we can have, and it's this one right here. We want to be God-centered. And so uh, what I want to do today is I wanted to actually go to the, the Scriptures, to Matthew chapter 6. And um, one thing I want to see is how the Lord Jesus, He was trying to... He was trying to draw us towards this. In fact, this is what Jesus said. He said, those that, that um, embrace my teaching, those who 
who listen and learn and obey, these people are like people who build their house on a rock. And, uh, and so I want you to think about this, internalizing God at the center is like building on a rock. And when the rains come and when winds blow, that house stands because it's founded. So there's, there's this inside that's being built that's really strong and it's protecting against what's outside. And you guys, you know, what we're experiencing right now with COVID-19, uh, it's really testing us. I know Ginger and I personally, it's really testing us financially. We're really having to dig to uh, believe the Lord, to meet our needs. But ultimately, if we're, if we're founded on a rock, then we're going to see the winds blow and they beat on that house, but that house stands. Now, Jesus also said, if you don't listen to my teachings, and if you have some other center, if you will, other than God and, and, and the way that he set things up, um, then when the winds come and the rains blow, well, the winds, I'm sorry, the rains come and the winds blow, that house is, the, that house is like a house that's built on the sand. And when they come, you know, I think the King James says, Great was the fall of it. And that's not what we want to characterize us. So, now what I'm going to do is we're going to go to this Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to read to you guys for a little while. But what I want to do here, and my encouragement to you, is uh, is for you to you can kick back if you want to, put your feet up. And I'm going to call this a guided meditation, if you will, or a guided journey through Matthew chapter 6. And and let's just see as we read this how Jesus is drawing our heart away from other things that might worry us and drawing our hearts to things that are important for us, that help us be God-centered. So hopefully at the end of this reading, you'll be at a, a new place. I'm going to I'm going to play some music, and I'm going to read the scripture. I'm actually going to hide my face so that you can just think about the scripture itself. Now, let's let this scripture, let's let this guide you. This is Matthew chapter 6. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets or post it on Facebook as hypocrites do in the synagogues. That was me, sorry. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, He will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, 
Go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret, He will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they'll be heard by their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. And we also forget our de- forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up treasures on earth for yourselves, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up instead treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. Your eyes are good. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And then the light within you is darkness. How great is that darkness? I think this is the same idea as the heart. If the thing that we look at, the core of us, what we see is light, our whole life will be full of light. But if the core of us, if we're just looking to things that are dark, those other things I mentioned, then it causes our whole body to be full of darkness. The next verse, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And finally, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? 
And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will not will He not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? The pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom, His righteousness. I'm adding this. Seek first Him. And all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Close your eyes with me. I'd like to just pray for you now. Father, I thank you for our families. And I just pray blessings upon blessings today. And I ask right where they are, right now, listening on their phones or in their living rooms or on their computers, that you would reach from here to there, actually from heaven to there. And you would supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. The need for companionship, the need for finances, the need for new perspective. And Father, today we just pray that you would forgive us for having anything as the center of our lives other than you. And we pray that you would recenter us today. And we love you, Lord. I would like to lead us today in the Lord's Prayer. And let's read this together. Jesus said, This then is how you should pray. Are you ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Man, that is good, good stuff. Now, before we're done for the day, let me do just a couple of announcements and we'll be finished. Don't forget, Send your tithes and offerings in using theoaks.org slash giving. And may God bless you as you partner with Him and His economy. Mm. Yes. Don't forget when you give, give to the Lord. 
You're not just giving to the church. The church receives it. <laughs> but give to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. I'm believing that you're helping me. You can also text an amount to the 424 Oaks Give or mail it in to 2201 Executive Park Drive, Opelika, Alabama 36801. Don't forget that we'll be having a Zoom call shortly. We hope to just have a little time of prayer and hellos just to see each other's faces. And thank you, Annabelle and Bensound.com for the music today. Now, let me just say this. There we go. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and turn to you and be gracious to you and give you peace. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Have an amazing Sunday, the rest of your day, and take care.